Hey, Zombro fans, Russell and Toys, I'm back here for yet another wonderful week of Zombro's action. It's a new year. How was you? 2019. How you doing? Was it a good one? Well, I hope so, because we're joined by our wonderful guest, who is heavily, heavily requested to be on, breaking into the zombie community scene, Glitch. How you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. This is awesome. We're happy to have you. Uh, John's not going to make it this week. A family commitment came up last minute, so he's really disappointed because he really wanted to talk about you, Glitch, and have the 2019 starting off on the right foot. So right. we'll miss you, John. Drive safe getting home. Everything's all right. It's just one of those things that sort of comes up and you can't get out of. So right. it's That's a good. bit of a shame. But for people that mm -hmm. aren't familiar with you, Glitch, do you want to tell them about like what you do, why you started getting into zombies and all this type of stuff? Like People probably aren't familiar with your story. I know I'm not... 100% on it either, so why don't you let right. us know? I don't think anybody is. Well, what I do is I make these fast and quick guides, and they're they're more tailored for players that are in currently in a game, and maybe they're playing with, uh, they got friends, and they, you have to hold a zombie, and you can't pause it because you're not solo, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. So my guides are the kind of things you can look up quickly, and I can get through things, and if you're looking for a specific part or you're looking how to do something, you can look at these quickly while a friend holds a zombie, and then you can get back to your game. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where that kind of started and but I, I am mainly a solo player so if you are in solo you can just pause the game and look at the look at the videos but um and it all kind of started with because I, I would see a lot of guides on youtube of people mm -hmm. um making these videos and not just the big you know the big uh noah and milo and john and all those sure, guys but sure. and any just any guide on on youtube and it just there was a lot of stuff in there that i, I was saying to myself it, it would confuse me because i wasn't sure if I'm like, okay, does that is that necessary for this? Am I am I missing something? Or, and after eventually doing it in game, I'm like, okay, well, th this wasn't really needed mm -hmm. to get the point across. So, um, I eventually was like, okay, I I want to make a guide to see if I can get what needs to be done across and and see if it, it helps more people because that's what I'm really into is helping mm -hmm. the community. And that's kind of when I did. I think my first guide was nine, the mm -hmm. Easter egg Easter egg guide for nine, and that was um, I think it was eleven minutes. Ooh. And oh, even, oh. Mm. Mm. I love that, hearing that. Going back and and watching that, I was I spoke so slowly, and I'm like, oh god, speed it up, come on. <laughs> I was like, so going back and looking at all that stuff and looking at what I'm doing now, I hate what I started at, and it was kind of a trial and error mm -hmm. because I kind of started and at the beginning of Black Ops Four, and I think it was uh, I think I started, I think at nine I uploaded on at the end of October. And mm -hmm. I had just, I was using Sony Vegas, but I wanted to move over to Premiere. So I was learning mm -hmm. Premiere and I was um, learning how to edit, try to get all this stuff done quickly and all that. Mm -hmm. So it was kind of a, a learning process, but I eventually got the hang of it and um, pretty comfortable with making guides right now. It's, it, it's, it comes fairly easy. It's not something that I'm really like worried about or I'm like, mm -hmm. okay, how am I going to get this thing under 30 seconds? You know? Sure. So sure. It's something that I'm able to just do really quickly. And it takes me, considering how short my videos are, it takes me forever to make them, which is yes. kind of funny. That's something I wanted to bring up because I burnt out over the years. Have you spit, like, you, you actually, I can tell because I'm on your channel right now showcasing it to everybody <laughs> that you've you've been around for a while. It's, you have a video that's on here from five years old. Five, right. But yeah. the guides only started two months ago. 
Like I, I stopped doing guides in BO3 because I literally mm-hmm. got burnt out because it's mm-hmm. such a process to condense a guide into quick and make sure it's concise. It's almost like screenplay writing where you just got to cut all the fat out constantly because at that point, then it becomes a fluff. A lot of the right. tutorials I, I see online is all about optimization. And it's like, we just need, right. how is it done? Not so much, how do we optimize it? I don't care about the lore. I don't care about radios. I don't care about the 40 best ways to do it. Just tell me how to do it the first time. And then I'll watch another video if I think I can do it better and faster. It, so right. that's what I really like about what your guides do on here. Is most of them are really quick, close. To, I mean, I used to do... Nowhere is close to your quality now today, but I had a a qua- uh, videos like uh, let's see if I can get this up real quick. It's a playlist of what did I even call it? It was like Master Quest, all zombie tutorials. Do I have this playlist somewhere in here? Where I had like a mm, Call the Dead tutorial that was under a minute 30 seconds. <laughs> the whole entire yeah, Easter egg for Solo because that's what it was all about is getting these things down pat and getting it to go. Wait, it, was, it was the Call of the Dead Easter egg in under a minute? Yeah, let me let me show you. Just It's a tutorial, though, so let me go grab oh. that real quick. It's not like you can right, yeah, do like it in guide. under a minute. No, 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 no. Yeah, the guide. Yeah, the guide itself. There, And that's why I immediately gravitate towards your stuff because mm-hmm. in my head I've constantly been throwing around like, I either want to do one giant video that shows all this type of stuff, 20 minutes. It's like a chapters of a book. You can click the timestamps to get everything you need, yeah, and it's correct. Right. right. Or just do the quick tutorials like we're used, like I loved in the past, because that stuff I feel is so needed. When I see a 50-minute guide, it's just – it's like I, I want to cry. <laughs> it's way too much for just a, yeah. a normal person to try and be like, oh, yeah, no, I, I – I am down with trying to watch 50 minutes. I mean, the Easter egg takes can take 50 minutes or less, like 55 minutes. Right. The entirety of the guide and understanding it. Now, I'm curious about, as I look for, okay, well, here's the thing right now. So I guess that we can have some fun with comparing uh, the nonsense speeds of some of these videos real quickly here. If it will load, there we go. Uh, yeah, so some of the stuff I did in the past, just, just not like, oh, my God. Mine are great. No, it's like, thank God somebody's doing this now. We need people <laughs> doing this. Um, but for the, like, buried guide, I had uh, Pop Goes the Weasel, 3 minutes, 25 seconds. Main Quest, uh, Mind mm. Games, 312, 247, 250. Yeah. Transit, 141. It's just like 211, the uh, stand-in. You don't need 10-hour guides right. anymore. Yeah. With the caveat, there's a small caveat, though, because Treyarch is making these Easter eggs more and more convoluted and making them more and more detailed, so it makes your job way harder to try and condense Mm -hmm. these guides. I'd be curious to know uh, what your take is on how Treyarch has changed their evolution of Easter eggs and how it's kind of interested or impacted you in the way you shape your guides. Well, I'm actually, I actually really do like how I always like buildables. I was always a big fan of buildables because it felt like I it gave me something to do during the game instead of just survive because I like mm-hmm. to have different stuff to do. So I'm all for buildables. Sure. Um, I know a lot of people were very upset with the Dead of the Night Pack-A-Punch. Mm-hmm. Well, Johnny was, yeah. Of, <laughs> of how much you had to do for that. Um, and I can kind of understand that because 
towards the end and when I was trying mm. to get more footage for something else, I was yep. like, God, I got to start Pack-A-Punch to get to where I need. Mm. So I can kind of understand that kind of stuff. But I'm, I really like having all these other stuff to do. And I think that when, when do they start doing that? Was that Black Ops 2? Yes. They, they, Buildables was first introduced in transit as far as I remember. Right. Yeah. So I really liked, I really like all those kinds of things. And um, I'm curious to see what they're going to do in the future with, DLC and if um, we're ever going to have, you know, flip switch to turn on power or mm-hmm. buy door and pack a bunch of that kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Will we ever see that re- regress a little to a right. time that was a little more simple? Are they going to mix and match these in the maps? Or are they really pushing on the most basic stuff are now going to be quests? And is that an evolution mm-hmm. of the game or does that just feel like tedious work is going to be up to the community and the players to decide if they go that route? I'd be interested. Right. I really would to see if they develop in a way that says, hey, you know, these were the core mechanics, but we want to fundamentally change those mechanics drastically for the sake mm-hmm. of the game becoming more than it was. Could you like I can imagine how polarizing it would be. But to say to unlock Pack-A-Punch is now a main quest in itself could be the right. evolution of zombies where it's like all those base mechanics are kind of like a prologue. And from War, did you play World War II's prologue at all, or did you skip that game entirely? I, I played maybe one or two maps, and then after that, I, I just I yeah, didn't no. play anything. You totally understand. Um, but I could see a shaping of something like that, where they, they had that core concept of zombies, and they sort of bring it back to this different difficulty. So people would be like, dude, I used to just turn on the game and get Pack-A-Punch, but instead they want to be like, mm. ooh, but we're crafting it to be so much more. Because where do you go? Like, how do you, where do you go past? Instead of reinventing right. the wheel, how yeah. do, where's the innovation that we're going to be able to see in zombies? I'm not sure there is a, a is a higher ceiling to say, hey, look at this new stuff we put in the game without making it seem like it's not zombies anymore. I feel like that's right. one of the uh, issues we're facing right now is people are having an identity crisis about Black Ops 4 <laughs> zombies. I mean, you're... How do you feel about it? I imagine you're enjoying it so far. If you're making tutorials, you got to be, you got to yeah. like the game. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually do really enjoy the game. Um, a lot of people. What are some of the pe- what are some of the things people are complaining about the, the game right now? I know callings. Are people not yeah. liking callings, or what is well, it like? What's with? Is there like a tier progression people aren't happy with, or something? I don't even know what people the, are complaining about. General arguments. They have a very poor taste in their mouth, understandably, from the rough launch. But since stability yeah. fixes have been stabilized at this point we really see that there's not really a great incentive to continue playing the game the Mm storyline is still a little rough from what's been marketed as hey we want to end the ether storyline this game and then want you guys to fall in love with the chaos Mm storyline they've made some decisions that have made the community scratch their head figuring out why are we doing this and i think it's the the poor presentation has really hurt a lot of call of duty black ops 4 because they promised all these things like uh Callings, uh, daily, weekly, and monthly uh, calling challenges for you to earn more type of stuff. The faction system that was mentioned. And it it just seems like in comparison to Blackout, where Blackout has this tier Mm -hmm. system, the longer you play, you get more rewards, you get more items. It always seems like this rewarding experience to grind. I think Zombies doesn't quite have as much of that rewarding experience for some players. Because this is preferential. Some people are going to really like the way this game has evolved versus others haven't. And I, I find mm. that 
same experience happening me to me right now where I've played a lot of Black Ops 4 and I've I found I think I found peace with this finally right now. I don't like it. <laughs> I don't like Black Ops 4 zombies, but it's not because it's bad. It's not because it's fundamentally broken. I think it just I enjoyed a, a different type of zombie experience that there's some tonal difference inside Black Ops 4. The way the game plays, like the gameplay is super darn fun on 9. The atmosphere is fantastic on 9. Yeah. Yeah. I love that map. It's one of the best maps around. Yeah, me too. But Classified and uh, uh, Blood of the Dead seem to have lost like that initial, wow, I love this map. I'm addicted to this map. I, I, I don't even want to touch Blood of the Dead. And Classified almost feels like a chore. It seems like it's so surface level. There's nothing, no depth really to those maps for right. me anymore. And that's probably, yeah. you know, you can argue up and down any street whether these maps have depth or don't have depth. Uh, and I think that's just how people prefer their zombies is what I'm seeing. And that also doesn't mean I hate Black Ops 4. I'm not going to make content on Black Ops 4. I'm just going to figure out what I do like with Black Ops 4, and then that I'll implement that into the content in that sense. And so that right. identity crisis that I'm having I think is a very similar identity crisis the community's having with their gripes about this game where like a talismans and elixirs, for example, they don't feel as rewarding as gobble gums because they're not as overpowered. Mm -hmm. Some people love mm -hmm. the customizable perks. Some people love the new uh, elixir and talisman system because it doesn't break the game immediately. You can't just pop right. a perkaholic or a raindrops and have the game beat immediately where yeah. Conversely, some people then lose out that effort of like when you're getting that addictive spinning and you're like, oh man, I hope I get a big elixir. When you get gold elixirs, do you even, you're like, okay, you're like I don't feel anything when I try and get right. a gold. It's just like, yeah, all right, I guess that's good. I don't know. None of these, like, I never feel that, like, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah, power vacuum. Ooh, that's going to be a good one to keep or shopping free. It, it, there's none of the, right. those systems. I, I think it's coming down to feeling right now inside the zombie community. It's not a bad game. It's a different game. And that's where a lot of people seem to, to be having this endless debate if they keep a level head. And if they don't, then they're just polarized where it's the greatest game ever or it's the worst thing ever in Treyarch or Scammers. And I, mm -hmm. I, I, I fall very much in the middle. Yeah, I'm kind of on the fence with it too because um, I think what you said earlier about it mm -hmm. being just people are scratching their heads. I think that's a great way to sum it up like i just sometimes i look at something i'm like what was their like what was their thinking behind this you know mm -hmm. just mm -hmm. just some stuff with the 150 health at the beginning and the tigers being so overpowered and it was kind of just like okay was this a good idea for someone like was this someone's good idea I, mm -hmm. i'm not really sure so a lot of that stuff does make me scratch my head but i am mm -hmm. i am enjoying the game and i to be honest with you i don't do the callings i don't do yeah um some of those other stuff. So that stuff I don't care about. Mm -hmm. So what I think is a lot of the people, you know, a lot of people are very upset about the stuff they were promised at the start of the game, which, you know, if you're promised that stuff, it should be there. But mm -hmm. I never, I was never into that stuff, so I don't really care. So right now, it's for me, it's just if the map's enjoyable to play and I have fun on it. And that was one of the big things that I really enjoyed with from Black Ops and moving on was mm -hmm. it almost seemed like every DLC we got this like crazy cool new map. Mm -hmm. with you know one was on one was underground like an underground town another one was in a high rise kind of thing and i just i just liked those different maps being um just so unique and i mm -hmm. think 
Dead of the Night really kind of took a step in that direction with it being like yeah. a haunted mansion kind of thing. Oh, I agree. I really loved, mm-hmm. and I and I hope that they kind of continue that for the rest of um, Black Ops Four for the rest of the the year. I hope so too, and I think they have a great chance with the Chaos storyline. That's what got me so excited initially because people were s- speculating that we could be going to Pompeii. There could be a Chernobyl map. There could yeah. be Roanoke. There's all these really fascinating, historical, rich places where we can walk in, walk out, and have a zombies experience that would be really mm-hmm. darn fun. I mean, a lot of the foundations of excellent custom zombie maps were these legendary places we wanted to play at, but the Ether storyline would never go, where the Chaos yeah. storyline now has this wonderful opportunity to, to do that. I love the fact of what you said there was, yeah, no interest in callings. And I think expectations is one of the things that just hurt Call of Duty Black Ops 4 zombies. People really wanted something more than what they already got. BO3 was such an excellent experience, it's very difficult to top that, especially when Jason told us in a previous Sombros interview that BO3 was built in Zetsubo Noshima on the BO4 engine. So we're getting mm-hmm. a little bit more of what we've already experienced, and players want to be blown away like they were from BO2 to BO3 was such a huge jump. BO1 yeah. to BO2 was a huge jump, at least in the way the game felt and played. Whether you like the maps yeah. or things, it's, that's opinionated, different. And I, I still think BO2 is one of my least favorite out of all the zombie experiences, out of all the maps. But people's favorite maps, Bob of the Dead and Origins, are on that game. Mm-hmm. So it's again, it's it's very subjective when you try and talk about the, that type of stuff. Yeah, but the experience I see is almost like the Last Jedi, which is like the awful, <laughs> terrible term to ever bring up when talking online. But I think it's the expectations of the Last Jedi as well. Hardcore fans of the Star Wars series find themselves saying, like, I have expectations for what a Star Wars movie should be and what mm-hmm. it should do and how characters should act and casual people or people that aren't really interested in Star Wars mm-hmm. ended up liking this movie a lot more because they said, hey, right. wait a minute. I, I don't care. Great. They're not doing that same old crap they used to do. This is fantastic. And I mm-hmm. feel like Zombies BO4 has fallen into that where people that are finally taking a look at Zombies and going, oh, you know, this isn't like that other stuff we've played in the past. I kind of like that. Where you right. have the hardcore fans that are just like, this is not the stuff in the past. What is going on? <laughs> yeah, and I kind of, I, I kind of feel like I'm, I'm, I play both of those parts because I am a hardcore zombies fan because I, yeah. I got into my friend introduced me to zombies back in back uh, when World World War Two or no, sorry, World yeah, at yeah. War came out. Yeah, yeah. And I kind of caught the intel of it, so that game was kind of done. But I was there. We were all getting so excited when Black Ops One was announced, and and we kind of got into zombies there. So I am a, a hardcore zombies fan, and I only buy Call of Duty for the zombies. Mm-hmm. Um. I've done it every year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I am a hardcore zombies fan, but then again, I I think I've kind of just stopped caring throughout uh, the years, and I'm kind of just like kind of dropped off. I'm like, yeah, this map's fun. I don't I'm, it, it, I don't take it too uh, too seriously, seriously. I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's so, something important <laughs> with right, this community. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably why a lot of storyline guys got burnt out because they took it too seriously. Because yeah. especially Jason and Craig may have taken it too seriously. Up to a point of now making the whole thing almost a practical joke, where they feed into mm-hmm. all this like, oh man, we're really crafting something that's so important. These character arcs, mischievous, yeah. mysterious, 
all these things. And then it's really just like, what? I mean, you hear some of the quotes, yeah. you see some of the things we're doing, like picking up poop, and you're like, what? Like, what are you going for? And I think, again, that gets back to the scratching your head for fans where people don't right. really know yeah. which way uh, we're going. Somebody brought up really well, uh, oh, goodness, what was it in chat? There was a there's a nice little point that would have helped. Uh, it wasn't just the Easter eggs not being turned on yet in uh, mutations, which I think would very would benefit the most. God, that would benefit me getting comments from people saying why they can't start the Easter eggs because <laughs> I get those so. Because in my nine yeah. voyage and Blood of the Dead, every other comment was I can't get past the second step. And then I finally, in Dead of the Night, I, I had to say something in the beginning yeah. of the video saying, yeah. if, you're, if you're doing this, you can't do this. And I got maybe one or two comments. I'm like, I was very proud of that. But <laughs> I just, oh, I don't know. I guess, classic. I guess those are the very casual players, not the casual players, the, um, or maybe it's the casual players, the people who aren't really in the loop. And I guess they don't mm. understand that you can't do those stuff. But yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think if we had mutations for Easter eggs, I don't know, cause you, cause, cause, uh, didn't Glitching Queen solve? They she glitched her. She sure did, right? So, so also, not only did she glitch it and solve it early, which is baffling to all of us, uh, how mm-hmm. she just kept saying like, "Well, you know, I just glitched it and got it early." It's like, well, you, how did you know the steps? You don't just, yeah. I mean, right. what? How does that work? Right. So even if she could do that, then why even lock it to begin with if it's not even doing right. what it's supposed to be doing? So mm-hmm. I, it's got some, it's got some work, all right. But that's something that could be changed in 2019. I finally right. found the comment that I wanted to bring up, and he discussed. I lost his name already. Dang it! I should have wrote the name down too. But he discussed that leaks. How 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 do we feel that leaks impacted our enjoyment of this game? Have you have you heard of leaks? Have you seen a lot of leaks because they continual continually ruin things before they come out. If if you're in the know. In my experience, it constantly undercuts anytime Treyarch releases anything for me. Mm-hmm. That I knew about a mansion map was coming out in the beta. Like I don't mm-hmm. want to know about that. The early Australian leaks, uh, or well, I guess the game was released early, so it's not so much a leak. But you, you get these these groups of people that release these things, and it definitely takes away from my experience. Um, what right. is your experience with leaks? I don't actually. Again. Um, don't care about leaks really, mm-hmm. but I can understand that because there because I think that it does ruin the experience of the map mm-hmm. because you do because that was um a big thing of were, were leaks a huge issue like before Black Ops Four? Uh, they have Maybe been ha- data mining has yeah leaks leaks. I think that's probably the most frustrating thing. Leaks have been an issue for. A while, but in particular, data mining has been the issue. Mm-hmm. And, and every time any of the YouTubers have ever talked to the guys at Treyarch Studios, including myself, they always go, "Oh no, no, we're ahead of it. Don't worry. No, with this t- this time we got this encryption. They'll they'll never get right. it." And they're embar- and it just it just never works out. It just never right. works out. So th- I think that might be another bit of frustration, especially from a guy like Mr. Roth Waffles, who's had a very negative experience with this game right. to the point of extreme burnout. I would say mm-hmm. that's my perception. He hasn't said that. Uh, I think he's talked at nauseum about data mining with the developers and is just truly let down by the way yeah. people were able to get into it. But yeah, as you just mm-hmm. said that you, you don't really aren't bothered by that. So I'm, I'm interested to hear more about that. So why? I don't know. I just, I feel like if anything, it makes me more excited about the map mm-hmm. just cause I like, I like to get information as soon as possible kind of sure, thing. Sure. Sure. And, and it's to me, it's like, 
it's it doesn't say too much, but it says enough. Mm-hmm. So if there was a mansion, like, oh, okay, I can already picture a haunted mansion kind of thing, a cool vibe. Fair. So that's kind of what that's kind of how I picture it. But mm-hmm. but it, leaks can get in the way, I think. And and for solving the Easter eggs, um, when you know we're we're people are kind of in the chat giving giving steps and stuff, sure. and I know that sure. we had there was someone in the I actually remember I was watching Milo's um, his stream and he was at the fireplace step. Mm-hmm. And I remember someone giving him the, the things, but I mean, there's, was there really any way to know he, he was a QA tester's friend? No, no, that stuff is think... so, it's so difficult to know. And, right. uh, but at that point though, it's just like accidentally being on steroids in a professional sport <laughs> or something like that. And you're still going to get the yeah. asterisks. It's not his fault. He didn't purposely cheat, but mm-hmm. it, it was not a, a fair game at that point. It's one of those, like, you didn't knowingly do anything wrong, but, I mean, you can't pretend to be like, yeah, I got it first in the world. It's it's one of the, yeah. what are you going to do, right? Cause, yeah, because there could have been a, a point where he's like, okay, you've given us some pretty uh, specific details on stuff, so mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to thank you, but I'm going to have to uh, ignore or look away at some of the stuff you're saying and mm-hmm. try to do this on our kind of thing so well that's tough to say because when you're grinding yeah. chats and he was up for already like 18 hours you're oh um, right. that's one of you the things just wanted, yeah. yeah you want it done and the things i li- like the least about it is a on release is everyone's grumpy everyone's sleep deprived <laughs> their critical thinking processes go away when you're sleep deprived mm-hmm. and hungry they don't eat making it a a worse like compounding the grumpiness to a level that they're just yelling at chat and yeah. being short with them. So that's one of the things I haven't liked, especially as Treyarch has tried to make these Easter eggs more and more convoluted and elongated. One of my mm-hmm. experiences, my team was very, very upset with the symbol step inside this map for Dead of the Night. But to me, it's just right. like if there's certain locations, then you can optimize that. If there's specific locations that's something that after the fact is easy just like a die rise where it's like well i know where all the dominoes are i know how to get this and i only need to find three of them and to order Mm -hmm. to get the locations or whatever you can end up optimizing these things Mm -hmm. now i do want to circle back to your point about leaks like the mansion for example obviously you were making a great point that once it goes into too much detail it's a problem but this kind of gets into the great issue of the marketing problems we see yeah. inside Call of Duty Black Ops right. 4, where in the previous map, say Call of the Dead, when you beat the map, you heard an elephant going in the background and people start being like, are we going to a jungle map? What's going yeah. on? That yeah. is, to me, when you describe like a mansion map, oh my God, what kind of mansion is it going to be? Is it going to be a haunted mansion? The right little, yeah, little tease. Exactly. And we, we don't yeah. seem to be getting that anymore. We got it through Cyphers of BO3, <laughs> which was a, a rough, uh, right. rough way to get it. Jason was trying to get ahead of data miners in that sense where, well, if I tell you all the maps for the whole season, nobody's going to be clever enough to data mine it early, even though they did that anyway, <laughs> and it still didn't go quite according to the way they thought it was. Uh, so in this instance, now we just have no idea where our characters are going ever, it seems like, on launch, which kind of hurts that, oh, I'm excited for the next map. Oh, I want to play the next map. Oh, I want right. to make theories about the next map or predict where we could or speculate how it will play like a mansion map would in leaks. So leaks are probably supplementing that needed marketing for a lot of people. Do you think it, Yeah, that sucks. Do you think it's internal leaks how these get out? Do you think there's truly people purposely leaking these part of the team? Just curious from someone like from, from your Treyarch? perspective. Yeah. Um 
I don't know. It's not working very well if it is. I don't think it's working. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I can see them being like, all right, let's get them excited with some leaks. And then we're yeah. like, we are so upset because that's, it seems like that's the only way we actually get, are getting new information about maps is from leaks. Yeah. I just, you know? and that's a frustration. That's something I hope to see uh, approach differently in 2019. Right. Excuse me. Yeah. And what I loved about Black Ops was the loading screens, the uh, the mm-hmm. comic books. You could see a tear in the page and you could see the next map. On the next one, and yes, like, Whoa, that is, was. I love that. Absolutely, that was so cool. absolutely agree. Kind of got you excited about um, what's to come, and people. You can kind of, you know, every time you load up on that screen, you're like, man, I wonder what, wonder what that next map is going to be. It looks cool, you know. And you would see the leaves for Shangri La, and you're like, mm-hmm. yo, we're going someplace. We're either going to a marijuana farm or we're going to Shangri. <laughs> it's going to be sick. Yeah. I, and even when things don't go away, because I remember the die rise water drain thing that was down there or steam engine gear, whatever was on the bottom. Everyone mm-hmm. was baffled by what that was. But you still mm-hmm. don't feel quite as cheated. Now, the only right. way I could see Treyarch taking that a little too far is if they just show whatever and they're like, ah, we just got a like just an object. Right. And then you just like it just ends up in the map. In. Right. It just shoehorned yeah, in. Back in. But for the most mm-hmm. part, it was never like that It all. It was always just like, oh, it was really cool to see that. We know where we're going. Here's a preview mm-hmm. of what's mm-hmm. next. And I, that's yeah. something I, that would be cool to see in 2019. So that's kind of the title of this video right now. Right. Um, things to make zombies better in ni- 2019. I made a list. I should have told you to make a list. <laughs> uh, I'll make a list right now. <laughs> All right. Um, but some of the things I, I, I brought up a little bit already that were on top of my mind were better elixirs. I think that would be something, mm-hmm. since we're not going to get rid of microtransactions, instead mm-hmm. of just having... Uh, these elixirs and talismans that are underwhelming we don't have to make them overpowered but it might be fun mm-hmm. to see some things return like a uh, shopping free per se a perkaholic yeah. maybe not so much a power vacuum not so much but on the house maybe that was another way to try and get all the perks in the maps which would be a fun way to play we want to see yeah. dlc elixirs return to the game mode and i think that would be a great step for treyarch in 2019 to start bringing the excitement back to why do you want to do daily callings, right? Why would you want to grind mm. for stuff? Oh, I know why. Because there's some really cool things available in game that I'd I'd like to earn and and use in my future gameplays. Mm-hmm. The to to follow that up, I'd also like some sort of system to get those specific, like an undead man walking, sort of like we had in Black Ops Three, the Newton's Cookbook, or some way mm. that you do a certain challenge, you get a specific gobble gum. I think that's yeah. or elixir or talisman would be a great way to get people playing the game and feeling like, oh man, I'm being rewarded for doing the things I'm doing in game instead of getting 1,500 headshots and yeah. feeling frustrated at the end of it because I got a face paint that I never get to see. And before I finish that, I actually have a up here after grinding the Titan out on Reddit, the Reddit post from Reddit user xxrocky88xx. He's showing the silverfish camo, which looks better on other guns, but this mm. is what it looks like on the Titan. And apparently it's supposed to look all gold and look much more impressive, but that's something mm-hmm. that needs to be taken a step further, right? That needs to, right. they should they should make sure it looks really darn cool to see that camo in first person after you've worked very hard to unlock that camo. Right. Th- that kind of falls all into the same uh, suggestion I have for Call of Duty Black Ops 4 this year. During during my little rambling there, did you come up with one one of your own? We could go back and forth, or I could keep going down my list. <laughs> well, yeah, going back to what you said, I yeah, mean, please. With the elixirs. I 
for someone who doesn't do the callings and stuff, if there was some sort of reward at the end that is some sort of elixir, I would actually do that, I think. For yeah. someone who doesn't do those, I would actually do that. So I think that's a, a very good cool. um, good idea. So cool. I think we would definitely do something like that. So mm-hmm. yeah, we haven't had... Do you think they're going to be bringing back DLC uh, elixirs and stuff? Because we haven't I hope so. had anything for... Oh, I don't know what Dead they're the doing night. at all. Yeah, <laughs> but supposedly we're going to get 15 maps, so they have time. There could be potentially 15 DLCs or uh, four DLCs and then two Chronicle DLCs potentially coming our way. So those could mm-hmm. release with them, and they potentially could even try and shoehorn the Gobble Gun system back into the Chronicle maps if they wanted to. I don't I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I doubt they'll do that. That would be a crazy amount of work. But um, yeah. for someone that isn't interesting in callings, I'm... I'm glad to hear that you would be interested in trying to unlock yeah. specific elixirs because I think that's a mm-hmm. way to get people interested in the game again and try and reward players. Right, because it almost feels like, what is, what is it that we get that, like, Liquid Divinium was in Black Ops 3, yeah. what is it we get in Black Ops 4 that kind of does that? Is that, uh, it's like a potion thing, right? Yeah, yeah Nebula is the way. There's nebula, even more right. to it, right. but the short like, version of the name is Nebula. Right, because I feel like I'll play... Uh, a ton of games and I'll only, I don't know, I, I'll get very little. I'm like, okay, well, I don't I don't remember the last time I actually spun for any um, elixirs or talisman because it just, it doesn't, I don't, I don't care about it. But if there is some way to get that without having to go through and get all this nebula and, or having to pay for it, I would definitely mm-hmm. do something. I was going to bring that up. What a great point. One thing that does worry me is seeing the character skins you can get in Blackout and these special things mm-hmm. for a limited time, you can pay 600 COD points, only 600 COD points, to unlock this. And that, to me, that that's not the right path to go to reward players. Mm-hmm. To be like, you want to have an undamned walking? Well, if you spend $40 on this game you pre-ordered for you 100 or 200 you get one. Right. It's like, no, right. oh, no, no. So I, I hope no. they don't take it that way. And even the talismans are underwhelming. Some of them, it... it if they if there were more of those talismans, if they were that's what I wonder about the playtesting. If they have all the talismans on, right, all the time, they can just mix and match. In every game, they always have a talisman available. Mm-hmm. That's a better experience. Then I think talismans mm-hmm. are really good. Them being this even rarer thing you get right. makes them way less valuable. If we could have talismans all the time, it would be way more fun to be using them and to be playing yeah, them in game. Yeah, I would be playing them all the time. So I, th- I think those either need a bump in how much and how often we earn them, or we need mm-hmm. better talismans as well. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't used a talisman at all. I've used a couple of them. They were sort of fun. Like, you never lose a perk, start with an LMG, mm-hmm. but it seems like they're so rare to get. It's like, like just a, yeah. dis- a discount on buying stuff is, is so... Especially when you only, if you're a solo player, you have three downs in the game, or is it two downs now? It's it's two downs, right? You have, you have the starting downs, life yeah. and two downs, and mm-hmm. so you're not buying perks that often. So that talisman's very, it's not that valuable. You're only getting a discount on one perk machine for the lower level stuff. Your bleed out time mm-hmm. is increased on another one, which doesn't help you on solo player. A lot of those don't add anything to your gameplay or add any interest, especially when you're playing solo you get a lot of points. You're the only one making <laughs> points. Having a reduction in value on perks isn't going to change stuff or a mystery box. Having it go from 2,000 to 1,500, it's just like, I don't, okay. I'd rather have something, <laughs> I'd rather have a fifth perk slot. That would be way better right. Than, right. Yeah. than what we're experiencing. Right. Um, 
custom skins and guns and characters I had on here. So having those mastery camos that we see in Blackout and Multiplayer, being able to use those camos you've earned in Blackout and Multiplayer. They said they were going to do this, bring uh, mm -hmm. diamond camos and dark matter into zombies, which would be really needed because the zombie camos this year, uh, underwhelming, very underwhelming. Mm -hmm. Did you Do you mm -hmm. like the ones that you earned inside or? Um, I was never... Like I said, I, I never did camos in Black Ops 3, and I, I don't do them now. Yeah. Um, so, but what I'm more, you know, what I'm more about is the maps. So yes. that's kind of my really, my only thing, and I'll just fit that in now. Yeah, yeah, please. My, my only suggestion of, or, or um, I don't know, where we can go in the new year is, I just think the marketing needs to be better maybe for the maps. Sure. Because um, I know the Dead of the Night, I don't know, because I... I think Dead of the Night, if it wasn't leaked and if we didn't, we had no idea it was coming. Yeah. And then it dropped one day. I kind of like that. But then yeah. again, I know that it's it's kind of you know people were upset about that. I kind of like that idea no, that like, one day, mm -hmm. one day this trailer comes out. I'm like, oh my god, I, I got to go home. There's a new map out. Hundred you know? percent. That, that the excitement would have been fantastic. It would just right. Excuse me, botch the presentation. The hey, here's a new map. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But then, but what happened was it, you know, what what happened first? Was it the character models were leaked or was it the yep. load screen or what? Character models, then load screen, then poster, mm -hmm. then the actual yeah. game. It was just one think, after the other. No yeah, surprise. And I think kind of ruined it and, and it made people more upset. Like, okay, what are you doing? Stop this. Yes, yes, so, definitely. But I think I think they should definitely, and I, and I, know, I noticed someone else mentioned um, on the Reddit, I think, that mm -hmm. we haven't, we don't have any, No. Oh, go back one moment. So you cut out a little bit. We were having a little bit of connection issues right oh. now, but that's okay. Do we have Do we have music videos for Nine and um, We do. Voyage of the Voyage of the Spare and Blood. We have, yeah, we have for, uh, for, for Blood. For, too, for right? Blood, nothing for Voyage, nothing for Classified, oh, nothing. and nothing for, uh, uh, for the Dead of the Night. Yeah, yeah, I really like those as well, and I think that they that that and the trailer for the actual map before the map comes out that can kind of build the hype and 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 build. Um, and bring us back to where we need to be for the for the for the year to go and the new season for the DLC. So I think that's what they should really they should really work on or they should really uh, start doing. I guess you make the, it this. Uh, I didn't want to cut you off. But you made a great no, I, point. I was done. I was oh, okay, done. okay, good. Um, you make a wonderful point there that with those music trailers that I I feel very similar in that way because we it might have been the problem built in expectations because normally we get a music trailer right. Right. And then we get like the secret song music trailer with the Easter egg footage cut after the Easter mm -hmm. egg solved. And it gives us a little more mm -hmm. to the map. So we even get a little more closure to the map. Like, oh, oh, there's there's more to this where we just kind of got the Easter egg version of the trailer for Blood of the Dead. Um, and the same with the nine trailers before mm -hmm. launch. And then there wasn't really any follow up. And then Classified Voyage and Dead of the Night seem bare. When you, you want that connection we have that sets that atmosphere so very well, mm -hmm. what, what track's going for, you can see in a music trailer much better than you can when you're just trying to form your own opinions about the map while you're playing right. it. How do you feel about adding a customization and dynamics to the map? So you care so much about the atmosphere and the dynamics. What I'm going to suggest here is the transit, diarize, and buried methods where once you complete an Easter egg, the map visually and aesthetically changes. Would you be interested in in that being implemented to make Black Ops 4 better or not? Or do you think that yeah. takes away from the game? 
Yeah, I'm always I always like new experiences. So if there's something we can do to change the map in some way and, mm-hmm. and make something different, I'm really I, I would be down for that because mm-hmm. I liked I liked Blood of the Dead because it was what we're used to, but there's new areas. And right. that's what I think is really cool. And, I, and if mm-hmm. they're going to remake some of these, because um, I don't know, are they is I don't know if this is a sensitive thing to talk about, but for the 15 maps leaked. Yeah, yeah. There's some that are coming back that have already been in Zombie Chronicles One, right? Is oh, that apparently. I mean, I, yes, this is all allegedly, allegedly, right? Allegedly, right. but it, it it seems to be the entirety of Zombie Chronicles One would be coming to Black Ops Four. I don't understand that. Right. Start, if if there are going to be new areas, I mean, I guess that could be okay, but I want new experiences and new content and stuff like that. So I, that kind of again made me scratch my head a little bit, but. Right. Yeah, going back to the whole map thing, I would like uh, some kind of new change or something. I think that would be really cool. Fair enough. I, I was writing notes. I don't want to cut you off. <laughs> um, the with to your point there too that we've had Nocturne Toten remade so many right. times. If we're not going to get an expanded Stop. version of Nocturne Toten, mm-hmm. there's no reason to remake Nocturne no. Toten. It just seems like Treyarch's way of being like, we have to have this in here because we have it in every map. Instead of like yeah. this would be fun for players to have. Uh-huh. Uh, I I've had more yeah. fun on the custom expanded Nocturne Toten areas by far compared to oh, like, the later like versions. Three, uh, custom zombies. Yeah, custom zombies on not only mm-hmm. Black Ops Three Nocturne Toten that they've expanded, but even a right. World at War version. That I mm-hmm. I've been very impressed with what they've been able to do with Nocturne Toten reusing uh, Treyarch mm-hmm. assets, and I, I feel like Treyarch. If they're gonna dedicate time to remastering these maps, they need to really re-envision them. They need new right. areas. They need new twists. It needs to be this whole new rewriting of history because mm-hmm. you just gave us the maps less than three years ago that we've already played through. Who knows how many darn times? Yeah, um, and that's a fair point too, Juan. About most maps in the game, we we could talk about that in a little bit. Uh, but before I get too far away from that thought, darn, there's another note. Oh yes. So what you're saying that we need to see things differently. You like how there's different areas in Mob of the Dead or Blood of the Dead mm-hmm. that you mm-hmm. could experience. Now, mm-hmm. I have some issues that it's not feeling... I, I, I'm having more personal mental block with Blood of the Dead. So mm-hmm. that's my bias. So take that, put it aside for right now. Nuketown Zombies is the only way I think they can get away with these remakes is getting Nuketown yeah. Island Zombies. Because now we mm-hmm. see, whoa, this is way bigger. And they add all this broken arrow research and all this other item storyline mechanics and all these little details that are really going to tickle our fancies. I think that's how they can get away with it one more time. I don't think they can keep pushing us with these remakes, especially uh, potentially 15 more remakes or 17 more right. remakes. But mm-hmm. I think they got at least one more because of that complete expansion of Nuketown, which was such a tiny map. Yeah, it was such a small map that if they're going to make it up to par with what we've had for Black Ops 4, it's going to be almost a completely new map with new areas and stuff. And I think the underground bunker kind of aspect would be really cool as well. But yeah, I definitely think if they had one more chance to do it and people would be okay with it, I think it would be Nuketown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I'm just I'm just looking for new new content. And I do want to see Call of the Dead and Buried. I want to see the, I want to see those things come back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Then again, it's kind of like, you know, maybe there's new areas that would be cool. Or I, I just, I had a, I had a really good time on Dead of the Night, and it was so new and big mansion and stuff. And I just, I kind of liked having new content, and I just kind of want, I think I want new stuff. Yeah, you know? 
Yeah, I feel you. And it's strange because I got into a lengthy discussion with a commenter on the last video because they were very adamant that it was another week of being angry about BO4, which I'm trying my very best not to be. Mm-hmm. But it's tough when you, you what you're looking for isn't there. So then you get you, you're trying to talk about anything and anything you do like gets brushed aside. I very much found mm-hmm. uh, whenever I take a, a stance, whether I like something or I don't like something, I get a lot of pushback in this game more than I've ever experienced in the past. Yeah. And there's only so many times you can be like, I really like this. And people go, shut up. I don't care. I, your opinions yeah. are wrong. So that right. doesn't come to the top. But he was bringing up the fact about uh, replayability in the game mode and how this experience was something that was the best experience he's ever had. And it's so enjoyable. And it was something that really made me re-examine how I'm approaching this game. How we, how my personal uh, desires for it were influencing my enjoyment for it. And that's right. something that everyone brings differently to the table. And it, I think that's exacerbated in BO4 more than ever. That if you, whatever your expectations are going into the game, are really going to dictate how you enjoy the game. Where in the past, that wasn't quite as much a factor mm-hmm. it was just like oh we're gonna we're gonna do this uh but with that when you're talking about expectations there's one thing you can expect oh let's get that off screen for you over here this week is brought to you by ironside computers <laughs> and this it is the new year don't you want to start the new year off right maybe your little brother or older sister got a brand new console for christmas while well, you the good child received only the necessities. Well, you know what? You could... Excuse me. (laughs) Well, I I had to move the script over. Sorry. Well, I say it's time to show your spoiled sibling the true meaning of jealousy with a purchase of an Ironside computer today to show them the true power of the PC Master Race. Your computer can glow with stunning RGB RAM fans and lights the front. It could run Crisis on over 100 frames per second at 144 hertz. And you could watch all the Netflix you want to your heart's desire. But wait. Did your cousin get a Nintendo Switch? Is he or she being a snarky McSnark face about all the great Nintendo exclusives? Well, guess what? If you somehow find some websites on the internet and, I don't know, have an emulator installed on them, you can complete the chance. You can show them that the PC Master Race is truly glorious as you play all the greatest Nintendo games ever on your PC. All the PC-exclusive games, in addition to all those multi-platform ones, all on an Ironside computer. My God. Isn't that an experience? Visit Ironside's website for more details to see if any of these computers are even close to your price range. Use rat code RAD for 5% off during your purchase. All right, that's enough of that. Thanks, th- thanks Dude, for listening. I just that. bought one for just Netflix alone. <laughs> Stop. Stop. Well, thanks for that, dude. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Oh, man, the memes this week. All right, so I'm going to get back to my list about making things better, and then we have some... Patreon questions and donor questions this week, and we'll probably uh, we'll, we'll we close it. We still got a long a little while on the show, so this is mm-hmm. exciting. This has gone great so far. I love mm-hmm. it. Very good. 
appreciate everyone's patience with the ad reads. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So I talked about a more rewarding system. We talked about dynamic maps and all that type of stuff. The game's ending is probably one of the the rougher parts right now because it doesn't feel rewarding. Probably why people like classified at the very least is you can keep playing after you've played uh, an ungodly amount of hours, six plus hours Mm -hmm. to go get the Easter egg done at that point. That is something that is a strange approach to end the game right after the other. And you know what would be an easy way for Treyarch just to win people over? Giving people free stuff. Just be like, hey, you mm-hmm. logged in today? Yeah, here's just here's stuff. Here's some elixirs right. or talismans. Have, have stuff. And I think that's a really, really good way, especially during events. If you just log in during a certain event, you get something. And that, that will win a lot of the community back to being excited. Now, mm-hmm. there was... One more thing I wanted to bring up, actually, that's what I was saving here. And another Reddit user that I'm going to show show off here brought up this idea, and I didn't read it, so I guess I'll, I'll read his on stream right now. But the his suggestion triggered what I would want out of a potential blackout zombie mode. So in here it says, I think it would be awesome, and this is by Lord, oh boy, Oroxy? Lord Oroxy. Nah, I said it. I guarantee I said it wrong. I think it would be awesome if we had a version of, of the blackout map, but it was taken over by zombies and maybe at nighttime. You could drop in oh, and go nice. anywhere on the map and just kill zombies. Each major location would have a pack-a-punch, four perk machines, and there'd be spots for wall buys, mystery boxes to balance it out. Zombies wouldn't spawn in a big open grassy area. Zombies wouldn't spawn in the big open grassy areas. It would still be a bit easy, easier, so the XP rate would be less. The longer you've been in the game, the more health the zombies have, eventually capping at the max. It would be so good because you could just drop in, go anywhere, and just level up some weapons without having to get set up. And for the first time, we'd experience an open-world zombie map would look like. I don't know how many players it could support, but if you could have lots of other players drop in the same map too, it could be interesting. Maybe a solar mode where you get a few self-revives and a multiplayer one where you drop in with teammates and they could revive each other. Let me know what you think. Now... That was a really cool idea. And then I took it a yeah. step further. My uh, headcanon here was you drop in with your team because having anything more than four players is probably going to be an issue. Uh, and I can't mm-hmm. imagine how riddled with bugs this would be. But you drop <laughs> in, and instead of the bubble and blackout forcing you toward the center, it's constantly chasing you to different areas. And you get something for complete, like you could have a trophy even be making the rounds, right? Where it has. I mean, we have 27 Treyarch maps. You could potentially, which would probably be too much, but let's just say there's 10 zombie maps. It's pushing you zombie map to zombie map, and eventually, once you get around, then a new, like, certain parts of the maps collapse to make it harder, and it it keeps doing that in almost like a marathon mode, forcing Mm. you around. And whichever map you start on isn't always the same, because that could add to, oh, finally, I got to see what this other location was like. Right. Or you could have a specific mode where it always is in this order. It's kind of like a rush, where it's really a true test of your skills and prowess inside a blackout zombie mode. I love the idea of scavenging parts like an open world zombies, flying in with your buds and going to a specific area. Especially like you have time, like you could fly anywhere you want on the map to go to the, these 10 zombie locations. But then there's a, that bubble to force you to the first one. And then there's certain paths that you can go. And it might not be just like, hey, you can only go to one map. It might say these three areas are now available and you won't get Nova 6 gas or there won't be an unmanageable amount of zombies spawning at certain areas. That could even be it, that you just spawn a ton of zombies if you're there where it's unreasonable to live. And there might be like safe houses or sort of code words for that. 
And that'd be a cool way, like, you survive five maps, you get halfway, and then all of a sudden a pedestal comes and there's a Wonder Waff. And you get a Wonder Waff, and now you're going into the next set of maps. And it could create this chaotic atmosphere, especially if they allow mini Easter eggs, so mini tasks or mini quests while you're there, which kind of echoes the challenge mode in 9, right. where you can play like normal, or you could play with challenges and potentially get really darn cool rewards if you know what's going on. And hopefully, not like... One thing I can't stand in 9 that got me one of my gameplays, I was... It was like round 20. I finished like the second to last challenge, and I was just tr trying... I wasn't thinking, all right? I don't... I wasn't playing it enough. I was trying to get back into the hang of it. And I went and just took the gun. I had a pack of punch Hades. And then I traded away for a normal Hades. Instead of just knifing <laughs> oh, yeah. it to go away. And I'm just like. Right. I've done that before. <laughs> just, just the defeat of like, I just, right. you know, I just four pack of punched it. I spent thousands and thousands of points. And now I can't kill anything anymore. <laughs> but uh, I'm curious. Do you, do you have any ideas about a potential integration implementation rather of blackout zombies and what you would like to see yeah well i think everything you said with the blackout was really cool and mm -hmm. it's kind it's of flattered. it plays in a way so that every game every game you play isn't isn't going to be the same it's mm -hmm. kind of always different and sometimes it'll be like mm -hmm. you might jump into a game and you'll play a couple games and then you'll be like dang i haven't even visited this part of the map or this side of the the island or whatever it is so that could always play that could always keep you wanting to to keep on playing because there's still more for you to uncover and to um, to solve and to figure out and stuff, and I think that's really cool. And I and I really do like the idea of a blackout zombies map like that. And you, like you said, we have so many maps that we could add. And um, I think that you know combining them all in Revelations kind of tried to do it, but mm -hmm. I think that at a larger scale it would definitely work better. You know? Yeah, absolutely. Now, what what would you think about if we went and added because the if we added all the perks from all the games in there, so every perk is available through the maps and you can keep buying them as you go. And so you get that, that, that excitement of almost like a specialist from modern warfare three, when you just kept killing people and all of a sudden your specialist kit and then it's like unlocked all specialists. You can mm -hmm. sort of get that feeling with the perks because now mm -hmm. that doesn't break the customizable four perk system. We're going to stay with normal zombies, but blackout zombies, you can go map to map and get the experience. Oh man, I love PhD. Oh man. I love having those classic perks. Would that be something right. you'd like to see? So are you saying that, when you get to a certain map, you then get that perk? Or what exactly are you... I don't so, know if I followed that really. Sure. So say you, you start in Varuk, right? And inside mm -hmm. Varuk, there's two perk machines. It starts with Jug mm -hmm. and Quick. So you're like, you're terrified. I got to make sure I get enough points to get Jug. Otherwise, I'm not oh, coming back here. On. Yeah. Right. So they okay. put pressure on there. So then right. the next map has like Stamina and PhD. The next one has maybe Deadshot and Vulturade. And it's it just mm -hmm. like it, everyone just has a couple more perks. So as you're going, you're collecting and earning perks yeah. as you go through the map. I maps. do like that. Yeah. Fair enough. I think that's cool. Yeah, I do like that. And I like that mm -hmm. the idea that you have to get your points fast. You got to get those perks before you move on. Because if you don't, you've got to go through this entire rotation again. And, and through that, you might get down and you might get killed because you don't have those perks that you should have grabbed in the beginning. Absolutely. So I like that. I think that's awesome. And then think about the challenges you get now being the. I don't take jug until the second time around type of stream. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is a cool foundation. Like musical chairs. It's almost like musical chairs. Yeah, absolutely. Musical perks. <laughs> Let's start our own game company and we'll do Let's this. Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, Let's definitely. No copyright problems. <laughs> we'll call it. Oh, boy. Blackout zombies. That's okay. That's, exactly <laughs> that's, that's fantastic. Um, I do think that is that is very 
interesting suggestion. I really appreciate that yeah. Lord Oroxy for suggest. I'm sorry I butchered your name, but I, I really like that suggestion for it. So I'm going to go get the, oh, no, John normally gets these. Dude, can I do it on my, oh, I think I can. Because then it'll mess up the boxes to go get the Patreon questions at this point. Um, Glitch, what are you working on, by the way? Does, is there anything you want to promote right now? You have the beautiful opportunity to pump out any like any new tutorials, any big projects you're working on. I don't have anything. I mean, my last time I played Black Ops 4 was when I made my Iron Bull upgrade mm-hmm. guide. And from there, I just haven't been in it. But it was funny that you, earlier you mentioned mm-hmm. it's like a screenplay. that, And that's actually outside of um, doing YouTube. I'm actually a writer and I'm, I'm a, an aspiring screenwriter. So it's funny that you mentioned that oh, because wonderful. I'm utilizing that. Yeah, oh. I'm us- utilizing the um, every piece of dialogue, every action line has to move the story along in some way. Yes. And when it and when it's not and it's just fluff, it can be cut. And that's actually what I'm using. I've taken that from my, you know, what I've learned mm-hmm. and I'm using that in my guide. So I wanted to wanted to bring that back because I thought that was really cool that you mentioned that. But oh, absolutely. Tell me more about that, that. No, now, now I'm fascinated. I love cinema <laughs> and I love film. So is there is this an interest a hobby is there something more to this yeah no it's something it's i would say it's my main passion is oh, it's wonderful. what i would like to do um yeah cuz youtube isn't is something i enjoy it's like youtube sure. i say it would say is a hobby but my main yeah. goal is to somehow get into the business of screenwriting or of something of that nature and mm-hmm. I, I think it's really cool that i've been able to involve that into my work on youtube right. and then and, and it's been working and um yeah. people have been enjoying it so i'm glad that because I didn't go to school for it. I just took like an online class, sure. a year online class, and I have a pretty nifty uh, certificate to prove it. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah, and it's just cool to be able to to use that. And um, hopefully, I don't know, I think it's uh, definitely something, it's hard to jump into the business for that, but mm-hmm. um, using it in a way that's not necessarily writing and and seeing it being received so well because people are fast and it's clear and it's straight to the point mm-hmm. which is something uh i like to hear about my writing so absolutely because i write the instructions and and then i'll you know record them and stuff and i think that a lot of i think a lot of people who make guides is some people i don't know if when you made guides did mm-hmm. you write what you were going to say or did you just hit record and do the steps off the top of your head. I scripted it to a mm-hmm. T, and there are people that laugh at me for that. <laughs> no, it's that's the only way that you're not going to sit there trying to speak off the top of your head, and then you're like, okay, did I already mention this? I don't know. I'm going to go back and say it again, and you kind of mm-hmm. you re-say it. You, you kind of repeat yourself, and I think that's why a lot of the um those a lot of people are unhappy with it because it's there's you know, like you repeat yourself, and then the video ends up being you know longer than it needs to be. So Absolutely. I definitely. I'm definitely for scripting and I've, for writing instructions. So. Well, Nixaru just had got a gigantic smile somewhere in the world. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but that's funny though, because yeah. I'm into storytelling and I'm into you know that stuff, but I haven't been interested in zombies. The storyline, mm, I think that I think that either storyline. Yeah, I, well, I think the ether storyline with the blood vials really intrigued me, and I thought yeah. that was really cool, and I think that would make a great. Um, Short you know, story, or yeah. yeah, or short, or something. It's just so cool, and it, the characters are so rich. But other than that, I, I, I'm I've never been one to follow the the story and stuff. But I just, which I kind of think is funny because I'm supposed to be an aspiring screenwriter, but sure. I could care less about story. But I just thought it was 
point. Well, it depends on the story, though, and the taste. Because right, what's yeah. fascinating, too, about screenwriting is a lot of people say don't go to school for film mm-hmm. and stuff. Like, there's certain yeah, you don't, you, yeah. theory things you need to know. But to go yeah. get into all this debt to try and go into the... It's, it doesn't really work out. And the paths into mm-hmm. Hollywood screenwriting, I've constantly hear, or just Hollywood in general, it's never like you think it is. It's never a direct path. Yeah. There's no way, like, an engineer... You go to school, you study and pass all your engineering courses, your mathematics courses, your science courses, and you become an engineer. Uh, Entertainment's very different, and that's kind of the the difficult things about it. Is there any movie that inspired you to want to be a screenwriter? Do you have? Yes. Okay, yeah, let's hear this. Back to the Future. Yeah. Most favorite movie, and that script is so well written. Bob Gale and Bob Zemeckis are a great team, and I absolutely love that movie, and I've got the trilogy, and I, I pop it in my computer probably once once every day oh i'll just just listen to it in the background while i'm playing because that's what i like to do is i'll play zombies and i'll just listen to it in the background oh so so definitely back to the future yeah in any recent movies you've really been impressed with uh some of the scripts that they've written out there something that you enjoyed um i recently read the spider-verse um script i haven't i haven't seen it yet (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I, I actually haven't seen it either, but okay. I read the script because uh-huh. um, it's kind of different, you know, reading. Because what I like to do is read the script and yep. then go watch the movie and be like, oh, okay, so that's that's kind of how they brought that to screen. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Really cool. uh-huh. um, Black Panther, the script was recently mm-hmm. uh, kind of made public and I read that one. That was really good, too. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that. That's really the only recent ones I've been doing. Yeah, it hasn't been a great, great year for movies so far, mm-hmm. or at least the last half. The last six months really seem to, to be lackluster. It's gearing mm-hmm. back up for what's coming, and especially since Marvel movies seem to dominate the box office so often. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> Aquaman, I enjoyed. I didn't think yeah, I me would. Too. But it, yeah, me it too. was fun. But man, that, like, from a screenwriter, like, script point of view, the dialogue mm-hmm. is so cartoony at times that you're like, yeah. "Well, I'm watching Aquaman. I'm watching yes. Aquaman." Yeah, I was uh, I was sitting in the movie theater with yeah. I have another friend who's a screenwriter, and we're sitting there, yeah. and the scenes with um, the younger, younger, uh, I don't, what's his name in that movie? Which one? Oh, uh, Arthur, right? God, I can't yes. I just yep. drop yep. a yep. blank. Arthur. Yep. But the scenes where he's talking to Will William Defoe and yeah. stuff, and they're like on the beach, and I, we were just laughing at the younger actors' dialogue. And we're just yep. like, "Gosh, oh right, stop!" But Dude, yeah, I, it, it was fun. I do. I ruin that. My father has this ability where he can just he can spoil something and forget it. And then he, when he sees it in the movie theater, he's like, "Oh my god, that was amazing!" I'm like, "Dad, how that would have ruined it for me? How that, do you do this? You're a magician." He, that that seems like it would. That seems like a gift. It's a hundred percent. No, he can even more so. He can watch a movie and then he'll watch it again and he'll be like, "Oh man, I forgot about all that stuff that happened." It was like awesome. watching it for the first time. I'm like, "Dad, how do you do this?" But what I do to him is I ruin it where I'll be sitting there. We were watching The Intern. It was just on and passing the other day. That's the one with Robert De Niro and Anne Hathaway. And the, the I believe, and otherwise the camera must have been out of focus or something weird was going on. It looks like they green screened inside the limo. And every time Robert De Niro turns in the car, I'm just like, whoa, that does not look right. And my dad just like, no, wait yeah, wait a minute. I, and so now he does Every that. Time. Every time he looks, any, anytime anything's happening on screen, he'll be like, is that a green screen read? I'm like, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Uh, mm, like Got X-Men Origins. Bag. Yeah, it's it's yeah. absolutely beautiful how that happens. Uh, but I just saw Vice yesterday, uh, by the way, mm-hmm. and I, I would recommend it. It's a very interesting, no, it's definitely, as most people out there, if you watch movies, uh, there's always a point to a, a movie being made. There's always a bias behind it. There's always... 
a message to be sent. And also the mm. timing of movies is always purposeful, especially in our current political climate. But the movies, uh, I, I, it really sh- shies away from being politically charged all the way around and more about like what we were doing and what happened. And I liked how smart the movie was. And mm. I was looking at some scores. Some people liked it. Some people absolutely despised it before it was released to the public. And I was... I was really impressed with the visuals, the contrast of mm-hmm. like peace and violence inside this movie, and I w- I would definitely recommend it. It's a more it's a smarter movie. Like where Aquaman, like I don't know how many times I found scenes where I was just like they had to sit in the room and they're like, all right, I don't care if this doesn't make sense. The rule of cool. <laughs> This is going to yeah. be dope. There's going to be a <laughs> thunderstorm. They're going to be on top of a giant, basically, water spaceship. It's like, oh, this, this stuff's crazy. Like Lord yeah. of the Rings underwater, basically. Just, yeah, <laughs> I loved it. <laughs> All right. Well, that was wonderful. I love, I absolutely love talking uh, movies. And that's actually yeah. a great segue to our questions from the Patreon from unknown player asks, would you consider expanding Zombros to more than just zombies? Me and John go back and forth on this. I keep wanting to expand movies into the, mm-hmm. the scope of this podcast. It's something that yeah. maybe bi-weekly we do where we tell everybody, all right, next week we're gonna go to, we're gonna see the movie and then talk about it on next week's podcast. Then we'll talk about it, then we'll say, All right, we're gonna go see this, but we won't talk about it next week, but the week after, and we just kind of do that with major movies. And we save like a four you know, 20 to 40 minute segment each week to talking mm. about whatever the latest movie is that we saw. And it doesn't necessarily have to be something in the movie theater. So fans don't have to keep spending money every couple of weeks. Like we do, we can write it off as yeah. a business expense. We could do Netflix mm-hmm. and we could do some of the classic movies we haven't seen. Like I still haven't seen the Godfather. I really got to no, see really? that. Yeah. I, I got to see that. Not be surprised. I haven't seen that either. <laughs> it's, I know it's just one of those, th- there's so many, there's so many. Yeah. There's just, yeah. You gotta, we all have to, we all have to catch up. All right. Let's see what the next one is. Uh, will the Shadow Man be in the Nuketown zombie map? How could they retcon him and Monty into Nuketown? Oh, that's that's pretty. That's a good question. And that's mm-hmm. from uh, Jay Long. Thank you, Jay Long, for the question. Do you, do you think we'll see the Shadow Man in a Nuketown zombie map? So Nuketown is going to be an Ether storyline, right? Most likely. It's, it's, it's not map? confirmed. Okay. Excuse me, but it oh, wouldn't. Okay. It really wouldn't make sense. Right. Yeah. Otherwise. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, there wouldn't be any. Yeah. Um, I really don't know because when was the last time we actually had any sort of hint of the Shadow Man or um, what was the other one? You said Shadow Man what? And Dr. Monty. Dr. Monty. God, yep. geez. Okay, it's yeah. Fine. yeah. When exactly. was the last time we actually, <laughs> when was the last time we actually had a hint of those two or we, some kind of, that we, we knew had they were. The radios and Blood of the Dead, after you complete the Easter egg, you actually oh, get to hear right. him. And then mm-hmm. Revelations is really the last time we had their big, big brawl going right. out there. But in between then, we had all the Zombie Chronicle maps where he was inserted into Ascension, his shadow, the Shadow Man, for no reason, apparently. Mm -hmm. And then now the most recent maps, they've been obviously absent from the Chaos storylines. So we've had uh, 12 maps basically in between the last time we cared about their major presences inside Mm -hmm. the maps. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I I think the way things are going right now with Treyarch and Black Ops 4, I wouldn't be surprised. If we don't, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I guess they could always bring it back. I feel like they should because it's. I feel mm-hmm. like it's been a while. Sure, and I, sure. And I feel like they had the opportunity, but I, I have no idea. I don't know. Yeah, fair enough. I, I think they there is potential for a way to put them in the map without making me sigh every 30 seconds while playing it. 
But mm. I, I, at this point, I, I've really decided not to take zombies seriously anymore. It's yeah. just a, it's whatever. And I'm going to have fun with it in that way. And approaching that in my content this year, I think it's going to be a good eye-opening experience. Right. Which I should, I mean, I've been having like mental blocks for the past two weeks trying to get content mm. out. I think I finally, mm. this morning, the clarity has come for what I want to do. Like mm. I've been building That's stuff. Good. I have a ton of stuff planned. But just like mm-hmm. getting that motivation to start, it was just like, Ugh. uh Next question here from Chuck. He goes, if you were an English major, what would be the deeper meaning behind Rick Tolvin's dismissal of his other self in blood? Is it his own self-resentment? Is it truly about Jason and Craig's childhood? It is definitely a way to make sure we play the next map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, pretty much. <laughs> um, Nathan G. asks, have... How have the new mechanics changed the game for better or worse? Um, I think it's changed play style would be the way I see it. Better and worse, I think, I don't think there's an objective or, yeah, I don't think there's an objective way to define whether or not this game got better or worse Mm gameplay-wise. I feel Mm -hmm. like there's pros and cons to everything they change depending on what you enjoy in zombies. Because, again, I like 9, man. Nine is really darn fun to play in that atmosphere, but classified just feels like uh, once round 10 is done, you're going to be doing the same thing over and over forever. Yeah. Which is a criticism of previous maps. Uh, Let's see what else. Unknown says, outside of zombies, what games have you been playing or looking forward to? Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 is a top pick for read. That's definitely one of my top games I can't wait to play. Do you play other games besides zombies? I recently got into Spider-Man PS4, and I had a good time playing that one. Mm -hmm. And then I recently got Red Dead, but I haven't, I haven't jumped into it yet. So I, but I really want to get into that. Mm -hmm. But another thing I really want to get into is, um, I recently just downloaded Black Ops Three on PC, and I would like to get into Custom Zombies again because I I had a blast playing Custom Zombies. Mm -hmm. And I know that a new one's coming out soon. It's like the return of Das Herrenhaus or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce it. Sure. But he has like a cutscene, or he's like an intro cutscene for it, just oh. like DE, and it, and it looks so cool. Um, oh, so I, so I definitely sick. want to check that out as well. And mm-hmm. and that kind of this, I wanted to bring up something real quick. Yeah, about please, please. A lot of people are wanting to. I know JC made something on, said something on Twitter, and I know Noah said something. They all kind of want to branch out and and do some some sort of different things. Yeah. And I was just wondering if how, how what did you feel about that? Did you, did you are you kind of having that same feeling that you wanna you oh, don't want to yeah. be um. Uh, what is it titled is just a zombies YouTuber. Yeah. You know You're, I mean, you, what a perfect transition to what I, my big project this year is basically game nights. So what I'm mm. going to do with game nights is Tuesdays and Thursdays for three hours at a time, I'll be playing a game and then I'll take that game. Once I feel like we've played enough of it and then I'll make a five minute or less uh, review. And it's not a okay. review. That's going to cool. be like, uh, eight like eight out of ten game. No, no, no. It's like yeah. this is the game for these type of people, and it's gonna be. Yeah. I, I hope to be edited like a donkey video, where it's a lot of fun. <laughs> okay, it's very lighthearted. Yeah, yeah, those are very. Yeah, I think that'll that'll be awesome. So yeah, I I I see that. Even my Patreon, I've redone all the tiers now because uh, I very much want to get back to my roots. I got to highlight Clara again this week. She's one of our community members. And she sent this as a Christmas gift to the P.O. Box, which was so nice. Oh, cool. and, she, and she was saying, like, to, to find your roots, man. Get back to your roots. And That's this, awesome. this imagery here 
is something mm. of uh, the tree swing I have is oh, let's get it on camera for them to see. Yeah. Um, this was like my happy place in college. I would go to. That's this so cool. Is in a real place, but it was based off a, a poster I had designed. <laughs> but before that, inside my head, I would always pretend I was on a swing. If I was somewhere I didn't want to be, I, I was in this. It was very warm. It was a sunset, <laughs> and I was just on the breeze. All of, like that tranquility you get when you just want to leave yeah. all your problems behind. Right. And that was the reason I started making videos on YouTube was that escapism people get just to get away from their problems for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've rebranded my Patreon away from that uh, Victus, Primus, Ultimus. I had all those, and now I'm using um, Sun, Moon, Star, Eclipse to kind of get okay. back into those symbolisms of like storytelling, like major epics right. and stories. There's always people have connections to these moons and stars mm-hmm. and you you draw your own kind of uh, meaning out of it and that's what i'm hoping to do this year into these other yeah. things and with that wonderful rambling transmission i actually have these games on the docket that i'm most looking forward to i want to play hellblade sana's tuna sunata's sacrifice i'll, I'll get the name <laughs> eventually Cel- <laughs> celeste is another one that was on there and Ori and the Blind Forest are some of the top three ones I want to play. Delta Rune's on there. I have a whole docket. And so once I'm done upgrading my whole uh, Twitch page and all that type of stuff, mm-hmm. I will have all the artwork. I actually have an intro in the works. I have a cool. song being made for it. I want it to be a real production, not just re-jumping on and being like, I like a thing. So that's what people can look forward to. That's what I've been working on instead of just cranking out the same videos over and over again. So yeah, so you are go. you going to be um you're going to be on Twitch then? You're going to streaming on Twitch? Yeah, but the videos will be on YouTube. So that's kind of the right. idea. Cuz I um I heard YouTube I uh recently discovered mm-hmm. so I heard if you stream on YouTube it hurts your video views? Oh, I didn't know that. Is that true? I've never heard that. I've heard the op- Well, streamed. I don't know about the video views, but I've heard that I know it absolutely gives you more views on the stream because the people that pop in and out on your stream help with the watch time. You'll generate more views right. even if you have like 200 viewers the whole time. Uh, if you stream for six hours, all of a sudden a video that would have been like a thousand view video is now an eight or 10,000 view video because mm-hmm. lots of people came in and out as it was going. Right. Okay. Or if they just stay, it seems to to accumulate in a different way. I'm not sure how they measure that. I'm sure someone on mm-hmm. YouTube can call me a liar about that, but that's, I'm a content creator. That's how it seems to work. It's magic in, magic right. out. Right. Uh, I'm not copying JC. What's that? JC's doing something like that. I don't know. Yeah, because that's what. Yeah, I think that's where I, I heard it. That JC said, or is he doing he something like that? I've been talking about game nights for a year and a half. <laughs> I've also posted them already, and JC dude was doing his nighttime streams. Is he moving over to Twitch too? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah, I think he's starting to move over to Twitch. Because apparently, Twitch. YouTube is not the place to 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 um to stream. But hey, I mean, oh. this. Oh, that's yeah, great. Which is big enough for everyone, right? You yeah, it, it definitely it definitely is. But there you go. You guys can uh, can go tell JC that he's copying me and I'm copying him. So <laughs> take that, JC. Absolutely take that. He's gonna do reviews. Get are you serious? God, I, I did you, you did he gotta, say that? Did he say he was gonna do reviews of these games? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't remember hearing that. I just remember he wanted to do. I don't remember what he called it, but he just wanted to play other games. games. Yeah, I, I feel you. Well, on YouTube, I get less. View, I get like no views when I stream on YouTube. So it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. on Twitch, it's just like starting over. It's the same deal. That's the only reason right. I'm moving over to Twitch because no one watches it on YouTube. So I'm not yeah. really too worried. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, Jason. Yeah, I knew Jason Lex went uh, uh, over. Yeah, no, okay. 
I'm, I got my own stuff. I'm doing my own things. I'm not worried. Yeah, you're good. I did Doki Doki first. JC's a fool. <laughs> <laughs> Anywho, uh, let's see. Is there any other good ones on here? Um, your main for Super Smash Bros. Ultimate. I still haven't played it yet, despite have had it for Christmas. I got to find my dock. I don't know where my Switch dock is to play it on my TV, but my in my head, it's going to be Bayonetta is probably going to be my main and Captain mm. Falcon are typically my new ones. No reviews. Good. That's what I thought. That's what I thought, Michael. <laughs> Goodness graces. I'm still going to do zombie content on here, but it's going to be, actually, it's going to be an evolution. I really think the channels are pivoting. And all of us, I think, are all pivoting because we've seen how uninspiring uh, content is at this point for Call of Duty mm-hmm. Zombies. Not to say the game's not fun and enjoyable. Uh, mm. Oh, boy. Power Outage says, maybe I'm putting too much faith in Treyarch. But do you think that the leaked DLC list has to be fake, too? Potentially. I mean, potentially it seems like that's got to be... It's a little too far-fetched for it to really be 17 remakes. I is just... It... It's a lot. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. You're is it like literally every single map that's ever been created? Yeah, basically. Like Treyarch? Yeah. I feel like that's... I don't, I don't know. Yeah, it's like everything up until Black Ops 3 was supposedly yeah. going to be re-released. Yeah. It's just like... It just doesn't seem right. Um, mm-hmm. Let's see. Are you guys still going with... Oh, my God. Oh, jeez. Okay, well, let's let's clear the donations, and then, then maybe I'll pop back over to the Patreon questions. There is a lot this week. Holy moly. All right. So, Vegetable donates, and he says, I'm so happy you have Glitch on. He legit found the perfect way to make zombie guides directly to the point. No. Oh. Hey, thanks, whoever that was. I <laughs> Vegetable. <laughs> oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Awesome. Uh, Calvin Fried Chicken donated one pound. Thanks, dude. That was really nice of you. Uh, Hockey Addict 20 says, I'd love to see zombies only camos in the game, not ones you unlock through headshots and stuff, but ones you can get through the black market. I also agree with everything I've heard you say so far. That was 41 minutes ago when we were talking about oh, that type of right. stuff. So that's really cool. In that sense, mm-hmm. I'm glad I'm not making everyone get pitchforks again uh, this week. But again? Even, yeah, they, always, always really. I just insult everybody every week. Um, oh. I don't mean to. <laughs> and, intent matters. Maybe you do. Uh, no, right. no. Uh, nope. All right. <laughs> I, do, I would Pat. also say I like the idea that you, uh, like finishing Easter eggs gives you camos. I liked in World War II how doing stuff got you exclusive camos just for doing and then you can stuff. show yeah. it off exactly there's, yeah there's a lot to do sense. here um and the last one i believe was uh tap and snap i got you this week tap and snap <laughs> yep uh how do you like newtown remasters with new areas dlc2 thanks for the awesome work you are doing reed and john you are the best well you're too kind and i think we <laughs> talked a lot about newtown so i think we did cover that which is mm-hmm. uh, fantastic all right. Mm-hmm. So, uh, last things. Let me see if there's any other really good ones. Uh, what are your thoughts on beards? Nice. That is from Dr. Monty. What a classic. Uh, <laughs> I think beards are in right now, if you honestly want me to do that. Do you have any opinions on beards as I'm procrastinating for reading all these? Do I have any opinions on beards? Mm-hmm. No. Only the fact that I can't grow one. Brutal. Brutal. Hey. Yeah, I know. But you sound so, young. I don't know if that's overstepping. Are you young? Because it sounds no. like you're young. No? No, I'm 21. I'm 21 living at my parents' house. Yeah, that's fine. Just doing YouTube videos, you know what I mean? That's but, the hey, life. But listen. You're but listen, young. let me let me say something real quick. 
Here we as go. As people are out doing school, right? Yeah, yeah. They're doing school. They're doing stuff. I'm I'm technically at school doing my writing. I'm working on my writing, yep. owning my craft. So soon I'll be, uh, uh you know, get, have to get start working on stuff. But hey, yeah, I'm just kind of just kind of working on my my writing right now, doing YouTube videos, having mm-hmm. a good time. And I'm, which is also cool, by the way, that you get to spend time with, especially if you're in a good family situation, that you get to see your, yeah. be with your parents while they're healthy and awake, and you're not like just having to yeah. take care of them in their ailing yeah. age or ailing health. Uh, yeah. On top of that, I would even say that there's plenty of statistics out there that most people out of college move back in with their parents. It's also mm-hmm. smarter financially because then you get your nest egg before, and people aren't getting married as as young, right? So this is where it's going. I think that stereotype of like moving in with your parents' basement and working on, <laughs> I feel like that's not as stupid as the alternative of having crushing debt for children right. that you can't feed. And like, if we're talking about our, our alternatives, it's just like, we'll get there. Right. And there's also, oh boy, we're not getting into this conversation. But because people are living longer, they're not retiring. They're not, they're keeping jobs. So it's also right. just as difficult to get into some specialized jobs when people have been there 40 plus years. It's like, I mean, think even Hollywood, for that example, there's like a whole, there's a circle of writers that mm-hmm. always, we're always picking from those writers. And mm-hmm. if they live to 80, 90 years old, they're going to be writing every damn movie. I mean, sometimes right. I'm surprised when I see these actors or directors. I'm like, you, you're still going? My Clint God! Eastwood, for example, yes, exactly, exactly. Who I was thinking him, about? Right? He is. Yeah. He's directing he's and acting. It. The dude, he is. he is so old. He looks old. <laughs> all right, and it yeah, blew my mind. I'm old. like, how are you still? You are amazing. I am yeah. so impressed. That's crazy. All right, sorry, sorry. We're okay. Um, I always get okay. to the microphone. My apologies. No, I'm good. Uh, do you think people only buy Call of Duty still because uh, it has a Call of Duty name slapped on it? There's definitely some brand loyalty. I mean, I think that's why it's successful. Yeah. But it's still, mm-hmm. but it's, that's not to say the game's bad. If the game was bad, people wouldn't buy it. I feel like mm-hmm. Battlefield Five showed you, or the Battlefield EA series really showed you, if you don't make consistently good games, people stop buying it and stop getting interested. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's so many. I'm just seeing if there's any good ones we want to end on here. Any like big, good, juicy ones. Uh, mm-hmm. I do have a Switch myth, and I do enjoy it. Uh, do you think they'll add new uh, elixirs? We did cover that. Thanks. Uh, Swamp Monster, all caps. He has the cutest looking, like, uh, what's her name? Nessie? Is that is that the Swamp Monster that's supposedly under the sea? The Loch Ness Monster? Yes, Loch Ness Monster. Nessie? Yeah. It, it is Nessie. Yeah. I was worried yeah, yeah. I was confusing her with the soccer player Messi in my head. I'm oh, <laughs> very, very worried. Uh, <laughs> perfect. I think we have. Oh, wow. that That's okay. I think we have a couple, last couple one. Okay, two. One is from Sweet Lo-Fi. I really enjoy lo-fi music. What are your thoughts on the rumors for Char- from Charlie Intel that Blackout is going to go free to play by the end of 2019? What impacts will that hold on the franchise as a whole? Can we see it being continually expanded like China's Call of Duty Online or thrown aside for a new blackout each year? Do you have any opinions on that? I haven't heard much about this. I did see, um, I think uh, the Gaming Revolution posted something. Classic. About, uh, I haven't watched the video, but I saw, I saw the thumbnail. 
Yeah, the title. And I think I maybe I maybe read some comments. I might I might have jumped on it real quick and then left. But I know people are were really upset that they bought the game for Blackout and now it's coming to it's coming for free. It's like I don't know. I'm, again, I'm not a big Blackout fan, so I don't really have sure. a, a opinion on it. But I can see how some people would, would be um, a little PO'd about that. Definitely, I they've already they just released the thirty dollar version that's coming now for PC only, where you can just buy Blackout. Oh, uh, okay. For PC. So eventually it's going to go free to play to try and compete with Fortnite, which I absolutely believe will happen. It definitely seems mm-hmm. like this is the future and the writings on the wall with Activision stock plummeting and the issues. They just lost their uh, two CFOs in a row. Activision's lost, which is a mm-hmm. massive problem when your leadership, especially the chief financial officer of the billion dollar company Activision, they got some issues. They're going to be fine. They're a billion dollar company. Would right. yikes! I would not want to be <laughs> internal at Activision right now with that those type of moves being made. Uh, so I I think it's pretty lame. I feel like we all knew this was going to come though. I feel as content creators, we we had to buy into this product as content right. creators. It's sort of we're incentivized to do that. As consumers, it's insulting that they just basically stole your money for this game mode. I love Blackout. It's a really lot of fun. I log in every day yeah. just to get the daily mm-hmm. skip to try and get that damn Dempsey skin. I really want <laughs> it. I'm gonna get it. Um, <laughs> but it's 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 not great. Not not not. A, mm-hmm. But people will forget. That's the, the key mm-hmm. here. Once it's free to people play, people are gonna be like, "Yeah, it's bullshit." I pay 200 bucks for this game, and then they may stop playing it, and then 500 new people go free. This is amazing. Yeah. Yeah, and they're gonna love it. So. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it's a smart move to make because then they're going to... Oh, I accidentally didn't mean to hit that. <laughs> then they're going to end up updating it like a hub. So, like, you just download the newest version of Blackout and it'll have the Modern Warfare character skins you can buy or whatever. Or they'll get you, like, if you want to buy Modern Warfare 4 that comes out, you can get exclusive Blackout skins through that and you can also access Blackout through the latest Call of Duty game. There's so mm-hmm. many ways they can spin this. It's It's... It's gonna be some. It's gonna be interesting to see. Yeah. Uh, and the last question here, though. from Magna Collider, Magna. Oh, I was gonna say Magna, but it is Magna. Nice for glitch. What was your favorite Bo3 map or maps? And Reed, hearing you talk about your time watching movies with your dad reminds me so much of my times and my relationship with my dad, watching all sorts of great movies and how much we enjoy stories mm-hmm. and movies. Reed, do you have a favorite movie and one that inspired you with storytelling or in just overall vibe and visuals? I have a very very long list. So, Glitch, oh, I, I would like to hear first what your favorite Black Ops 3 zombie maps were. Well, I think, as uh, everyone's favorite map is, mine is DE. I just, because mm-hmm. uh, obviously it's a castle, and I'm big about having these unique maps. Um, and I feel like from there, Zetubo is, you know, like, a, a, what was it, like a swamp kind of thing. Yeah. So, they do have a, a uniqueness to them, but I almost feel like they took the maps, they, they took the maps in the direction um, or they made the maps in the the way that the story had to go, so they had to go get the souls of every single guy instead of saying, "Yo, wouldn't it be crazy if we went to Atlantis and we'll figure out how to tie it together there?" So I kind of I feel like maybe that's kind of what they did with Black Ops Three, but mm-hmm. they still have uniqueness to them. But um, DE was definitely my favorite favorite map. I think I feel you on that. I, I thoroughly enjoyed Derizendrock, obviously because of my biased experience of being a part of the team that I got to complete it first. But it's one of those yeah, maps yeah. if you don't pick up the bows, I'm very adamant about that. You can have <laughs> a lot of fun. You can play yeah. the game very differently every time you approach. Yeah. 
most annoying part of that map is Ya Doctor every time you play the map. Ya Doctor. Um, I, I, oh, I turned voices down, but I think it's, it's a really solid map. So, oh, oof, the question on what films, I guess we could, we could, we could do a little bit of this uh, to, yeah. to wrap here is uh, influential films that I, I adore and love. Uh, some of the things that come to my mind initially, the Game of Thrones is just a cinematic masterpiece to me. Mm. I absolutely love what they were able to do with storytelling and bringing like long-term payoffs uh, breaking bad i have to say vince gilligan is one of the greatest mm. directors ever i will i am so jealous of how he can tell a story with the positioning of a camera better than i could write i could i could spend a million years writing filming directing producing something and never think to put the camera in a place that tells the story better than anything mm-hmm. I could ever imagine. He is incredible with how he tells stories. So Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, I really enjoyed those. Um, the Ghibli movies, I don't like anime, and that might be something you guys might get to see at some point because I wanted, I wanted to see because there's good. It's really tough. There's still like this. To, anyway, I, this is very opinionated, but I think there's a there's like a five percent of good anime out there, and there's like ninety five percent of just hot garbage. And I like I I when it's good it's like wrestling it's really good but when it's right. bad whoa it's bad and like uh, movies like Princess Mononoke Howl's Moving Castle Spirited Away I adore those but even like Summer Wars is another one um, I never got to see all of Arietti and I, I, maybe I did it was like she was a small one my sister is the one that always tries to get me to watch anime I'm like Ugh. but those definitely because it. I, I love artsy stuff. And that like the Kingdom Hearts franchise has so much of art behind it that and even atmosphere of why the game's way better. Like somehow it can be deep and serious and you can be like, oh, I love this game. And then you turn over and you see, oh, hey, Sora. <laughs> You're like, oh, what the fuck am I playing? Jesus Christ. Um, Interstellar was something recently. I really, mm. really loved uh, what the Nolan movies did, uh, especially with the Batman. Dark Knight, I still think is one of the best movies ever made in the sense that mm. in the challenge of making a superhero movie a good movie because that seems to be a consistent challenge and forgetting that it's actually a superhero movie and there's some like realism rooted in something that's right, completely yeah. unbelievable is just I, I think it's top tier out of all the superhero movies but mm. and a lot of people have a lot of opinions about that and talk that to death um, there are Quite a few other ones. War movies have had a massive impact on me. I've watched a nauseating amount of those, especially some of the the classic ones and foreign languages because I took a bunch of World War One and Two classes in college. So all that mm-hmm. really shaped my diet for movies and appreciation for like Stanley Kubrick films. Oh, I didn't even get into sci-fi films like Two Thousand One. That's that shit's crazy. Oh my god, there there's just a lot. I I love films a lot. <laughs> what are some of the big ones that you can think of off the top of your head? Off the top of my head? Yeah. Oh, For God. You. I, I'm a huge fan of anything that came out in the 80s. Uh-huh. So, Ghostbusters. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm actually a big fan of Robert Zemeckis. I haven't seen Marwin yet. Welcome to Marwin. Mm-hmm. But Ghostbusters. Yeah, um, that's a great one. Uh, we did, you know, Back to the Future. I had those three. Um, I'm forgetting a bunch. I know Forrest Gump. I don't know if that was eighties or whatever, but oh, I just I think that oh. that was that was the to me, I just loved that kind that that era of for some reason just every movie that came out 
from in the time was just like classics to me. So mm. I guess that's kind of where I stand on that stuff. Yeah. Well, I it, it's kind of your that preference that what resonates with you. And I think that's mm-hmm. something I love seeing. Like Nice Guys is a movie that came out and I feel like I need to see it again. The first time I saw it with my dad, I didn't like the movie at all. It was Ryan Gosling mm-hmm. and um Gladiator. What's his name? Yeah, I don't Russell know. Crow. <laughs> oh, Russell Crowe. Russell Crowe. Yeah, Russell Crowe. Yeah. And I was like, what the hell is this? And it just like I keep hearing Bill Burr on his podcast saying it's like his favorite movie ever. I'm like, what the hell did I miss about this yeah. movie? Uh could it be because satire normally is I got I gotta watch it a couple times to be like, oh, there we go. Now mm-hmm. it's clicking. Uh mm-hmm. in some instances. Uh you reminded me, did Big Fish come out in the eighties or nineties? Or maybe it was even two thousand. Might have been even later. But you got me with uh Force Gump, made me cry like a little bitch. Big Fish, I remember yep. crying when I was a little kid about that. That has Ewan McGregor in it. Lord of the Rings, someone mentioned as well. Uh, Force Gump was 95. Oh, God, Jurassic Park. How could I forget Jurassic Park? Oh, Jurassic Park, yeah. My right God, there. I love it. Indiana Jones franchise. Oh, man. My favorite oh, yeah. was with so Sean Connery. Like, oh, yeah. Terminator, Star oh, Wars. Oh, yes. See, Star Wars, yeah. I, I feel like Star Wars and Zombies, both I have loved for over a decade, and both I have fallen mm. out of love with almost mm. overnight. I don't know what mm. the hell happened. I just, oh, goodness gracious. Is there, was there any other? I think there was one other. I've always seen Event Horizon. I have not. And uh, there was oh, a couple other ones I won. That's, that's fair. There, there you go. That's a good taste. There's a good taste of yeah. some of the preference of our movies. It was absolutely wonderful to have you on Glitch. His channel. Yeah, thank you. If you want to see the best zombie tutorials, you can go down in the description right now. You can go subscribe to Glitch's channel. Uh, and I'm pretty sure you have all your links to all your social medias on your channel, right? Your Twitter. Yeah, I literally just have Twitter. That's it. So. Okay. Well, then that'll that's, make it that's, that's just it. That'll make it easy. Do you have anything else yeah. you want to promote or shout out at the end of the show here? Hey man, just uh, I just want to thank you for ha- for reaching out. I took a screenshot of the DM that you sent me. <laughs> I took a screenshot and I'm keeping it forever because that oh, was awesome. Stop. I was like, oh my god, I can't believe it. Oh, you're ridiculous. So, I just want to thank you for for uh, involving me in this. This was really awesome. Absolutely, it was our pleasure to have you on, and it's it's so wonderful to get more people in the community involved. That was yeah, that's our goal. It's our mission this year in 2019, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just like I mean. Your sc- look at the conversation. I'm, I've had such a wonderful time talking about movies with you yeah. on top of yeah, so cool. all the zombie stuff. So yeah. Thank, thank you all for watching. Blade Runner is also a good one to put out there. Just visually, Blade Runner, uh, both of them, especially the most recent one. Gorgeous. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. Logan. Anywho, you guys can get me talking all day about movies. Uh, <laughs> we'll be back again next week at 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I believe. Johnny should be back. And I'm going to reach out to Frenzy. We had to reschedule him. So I either believe... Oh, no, I think it's Turbo next week. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think our Brooklyn our Brooklyn man Turbo's on, and then Frenzy should follow after that. So be on the lookout for that. Take care. Oh, God, I got to mention, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Damn, I forgot. So you can check out the podcast on iTunes and Spotify if you're interested in it's hearing official. that in the car. And um, without your support on Patreon, these podcasts wouldn't be possible. So thank you very much to every one of our Patreon supporters who really make a world of difference. All right, for realsies, see you next week. Be safe. <laughs> Bye-bye now. Thank you for tuning into this episode of Zombros. Make sure to download the podcast on iTunes and support the show on Patreon if you haven't already. If you have the time, be sure to rate the show because it helps keep the podcast going. Links will be in the description. We'll see you in the next episode.